0: Friends, and welcome to After the Movie with Bob and Erica. Hi! Feels like it's been a minute since we've recorded. Has it been a minute since we've recorded? In the last... It's not been that
1: long. I mean, the last we did Fast 8.
0: When did that come out?
1: Two or three weeks ago. Mid-April? Well, I mean... It we've, is...
0: we've been in, in we've flux a little been bit. in flux, yes.
1: but... Uh... You should now have access to uh, all of our recordings so far.
0: After the movie is its own podcast now. We are no longer uh, under the banner of uh, Beyond the Red Waste, our Game of Thrones cast, which will be returning very shortly.
1: That's enough, some may argue. People have been texting me relentlessly saying, Beyond the Red Waste needs new material. And I said, I know, but I have to wait. They delayed the season.
0: I will say one thing. I have legit had one person say to me that they enjoyed the Beyond the Red Ways podcast and are looking forward to when we come back.
1: Yay. Thank you, fan.
0: So, fan, yay.
1: Feels like, what was that Futurama episode? There are fan.
0: There are dozens of us. Dozens. Um, But anyway, so uh, we went to the movies tonight and we saw the latest... uh, from the Marvel sequel factory, because we are part of the problem, as we'll always tell you. We went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Volume Two. I did
1: like what they did with the name.
0: Well, we'll get into that creative. after we chat about the trailers first. Yes. And then I have a new segment I'm going to be introducing called We Live in a Society. But anyway.
1: Well, let's start with the trailer park. Let's
0: start with the trailer park. Which we need to come up with a clever name for, because it's a little lame.
1: What? What's wrong with Trailer
0: Park? I mean, we can stick with that. It's fine.
1: It's Trailer Park.
0: It's fine. Okay. So, um, I don't have anything more to say about the Transformers 5 trailer. Um, I did notice Mark uh, Wahlberg ends up wielding some manner of broadsword, which I was like, K. He also had a shirt that said HMS on it. And I was like, Her Majesty's ship? What? What's going on?
1: I, I, I don't know. And then I kind of tuned out. I went to go get soda. Mm -hmm. because i was like i don't need to watch this
0: again again for the fifty
1: thousand. um and i missed i missed half of the next trailer which is spider-man but but again seen that trailer uh, thor which i'll admit was much more fun on the big screen
0: yes i'm really looking forward to thor ragnarok because it looks like it's not gonna be the kind of self-serious it looks like since we are and i don't even remember when thor 2 came out i don't know if it was pre or post guardians but It's. It looks like okay. We're we're having some fun this time. Yeah, and Jeff Goldblum is in it. And again, marketing works on Erica. It's immigrant song, and I know, but I'm also down for badass lady villains. So
1: yeah. Um. Then we got Last Jedi, which I don't care. I, I I'm sure as we in the build up to Last Jedi, I will be complaining on this podcast. About how Star Wars is being run into the ground. But the second that music hits. My child brain turns on. Yep.
0: Child and brain like, turns on. Get a little misty. Yeah. Yeah. Because again. We are part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, No. And my, I love that shot in that trailer. That comes swinging around the, uh, the mountain. And you see probably Rey practicing with a lightsaber. Yeah. In the distance. Yeah. That just yeah i love that um
1: yeah, it actually reminds me i went to see john williams um conduct the boston pops oh yeah i remember me- music mentioned music. mentioned that before and when they played the star wars thing you lose it you lose i was it. a sobbing there's
0: certain things that are just yeah
1: you know who turned down going to that show a monster Corey. i went with his girlfriend that's weird and he's a Star Wars fan. That's really weird. I was. It was really weird.
0: Well, in it in, in an evening of just music in the park. Bring what you want to bring. Imbibe what you need to imbibe. Oh no
1: no no! Is that Boston Symphony Hall?
0: Oh bring what you need to ne- bring and buy what you need to buy
1: <laughs> <laughs> go to the fucking show <laughs> it was really good if we ever had the opportunity
0: God, i would love for them to do that uh, i'd love for them to show star wars at ravinia that'd be amazing i think that'd be glorious they did it in the early aughts so i don't know if it's really hard to get the rights now because of disney right but right. oh that'd be rad as hell um, no, it was cool to see the trailer on the big screen, because we never saw the Force Awakens trailer on the big screen. No, we didn't. Which was really fucking weird, I thought. And enraging. It was. Because every time we went to the theater, we were like, um, mm-hmm. Disney mm-hmm. owns Marvel now, and we've Come seen on. thousands of Marvel movies, like, what the fuck? But um, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, you I guess you could talk over saturation, and I think we'll get into that with Superhero movies in general in a couple minutes here, but I'm still jacked for it. I really like The Force Awakens. As uh, you guys yeah. all know, Rogue One didn't do much for us. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't think we did a uh, Force Awakens cast. No, it was before
1: we started doing this.
0: We might have to go. One of our off weeks, we
1: might we have we to we do a review?
0: Yeah. I mean, I'll watch that movie again constantly.
1: Then um, we had Dunkirk.
0: I am jacked for Dunkirk.
1: I, I'm convinced he's hit that age where he's like, Christopher Nolan, yes. it. war movie.
0: Yeah, cool. He's probably in his fifties now. Right, It's it's, it's time. It is time.
1: time.
0: (laughs) No, I think that looks awesome. And you've got Kenneth Branagh in there. You've got uh, I thought I saw Killian Murphy. Uh, yeah. He's like his muse. He's got to be in all the movies, yeah, some way, shape, or form. Uh, Tom Hardy was in there, fighter pilot. Mm Um, I I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. and it looks like an interesting story the having the uh british civilians get their boats to mm-hmm. go and get the soldiers from the uh shores of france during world war ii i think it looks pretty interesting and it, it looks yeah i i'm i'm jacked for it i think that comes out in like uh, june or july i want to say right we don't have too long for that one
1: yeah that's it should be good. I'm, I'm very... It's a Christopher
0: Nolan movie. I mean, we missed Interstellar. I, it was one of those things where uh, we didn't get a chance to see it in the theaters, and that's one of those movies that you kind of need to see on the big screen, I think. Yeah. I mean, got a decent setup, so we really should watch it at some point, but um, yeah, we missed that one. But yeah. normally, Christopher Nolan is kind of appointment viewing, uh, right. in my humble opinion. And For not sure. just because he did Batman and Amanda. Amazing filmmaker.
1: Yeah, and it's a shame that the um the Academy won't really look his way. You know, he gets the nods here and there. See though,
0: but he's doing the war movie.
1: Well maybe. I don't know. Yeah. So we'll see. Also
0: the Academy is bullshit, so let's just whatever. Though the I moment mean, at the end of the Oscars this year was glorious. <laughs> no, no did way. you see
1: did you see Laura Dern is running for president of the motion? Picture is she?
0: Yeah. Yeah, goddamn right, Laura Dern. Good for her.
1: Yeah. Um, and then we had Pirates at Infinity.
0: Do you like how Johnny Depp is barely in that shit? In the trailer, because we all know he's a piece of shit now. So it's like <laughs> yeah. and if you want to bring back Will and Elizabeth, just bring back Will and Elizabeth. Drive the dump truck full of money. What is Orlando Bloom doing?
1: Nothing. Getting pulled out of fights by um, Leonardo DiCaprio. There's some interesting stories there, evidently. We'll have to look it up because I can't remember. But there was was a thing where he was at a party with Leo and he was getting hot and Leo pulled him or something.
0: I don't normally go searching for celebrity gossip because I don't care. However.
1: (laughs) I love celebrity gossip. So much, because it's so stupid, um yeah, I don't care- I haven't cared about pirates movies since the second one, so no interest,
0: yeah, that first one is just like so good, and then, though I like to Bill Nike as the squid guy,
1: hmm.
0: Bill Nike and anything is usually a good time, no, yeah, but this just looks fucking like no, I'm cool stupid, thanks, I'm good, thank you for asking,
1: Uh that doesn't for trail it was actually kind of uh. Actually felt short for trailers these days, but I mean it is still one, two, three, four, five six You get six. six so I don't know.
0: A, a little upsetting though, because it's all sequels except for Dunkirk. But again.
1: If one out of six that's actually <laughs> you're, you're it's good to get one.
0: Again, we are part of the problem. And now, dear listeners, we come to the new portion of the podcast. We are living in a society. Now this is, uh, uh, we might spin this off into something else, but it's just a little spot for me to to rant and rave about how we, we, we do live in a coalition of people bound together by certain social rules. And when those rules are broken, I lose my fucking mind. So as we were exiting the movie today, walking out into the uh, parking lot to go to our car, a gentleman was right ahead of us, and, uh... I don't know. I could be wrong and obviously this happens to everybody. Maybe he didn't know we were like right behind him, but you see, it's you're exiting out of a theater, there's a lot of people walking out. Hold the door. Hold door. It was Hold door for me. It was
1: particularly egregious.
0: Just give it a little push. Make sure like it slammed right in your face. It that shit drives me fucking crazy.
1: Yeah. It it was a Particularly bad one. And someone
0: blatantly ran a red light on the way home. Oh, yeah. Which makes me insane as well. So. And that was, we are living in a society. How, how,
1: and, and you should know, listeners, that the, the whole reason for this is because every time we go to the movies, we have these incidents. Yes. It, literally every time. Whether it's people talking during the movie.
0: Which I was... So worried about this time. I thought the people next to me were gonna be chatting the whole fucking time, but they were actually pretty quiet. Yeah. Which for us the last couple times is good because it's been particularly egregious the last few times we've been in the
1: movies. Yeah. So
0: it didn't bother me as much during Fast Eight because we're all we're all laughing and having a good time. Right. <laughs> so So Bob, because I'm very curious. I don't know how stoked you were going into this movie. Uh, I wasn't
1: like stoked going into it. I figured it would be good. I would have. A good, I would enjoy it. I didn't. But I really didn't. Wasn't expecting to be blown away. And I think it kind of met my expectations. Okay. You know, because
0: um, I looked over a couple times during the beginning, and I was getting that I don't like this vibe. Off I
1: of I didn't care too much for the start of the movie. Oh, I see. I really-
0: I oh, thought it was a cute kind of like... Oh, which start? Huh. Where we have de-aged... Uh, uh, uh... Spoilers <laughs> abound, folks. Yes. Again, we should really just say that at the top. You know, whenever we do this, I always forget. But I caught myself there. Yeah. Because there's a couple dudes who could have been de-aged. Ha-ha! Ha ha! Um, ha. So the part with de-aged Kurt Russell or...
1: De-aged um, Kurt Russell and just launching right into the music, like, just kind of...
0: Well, I think, though... They kind of
1: get... Like, Guardians does it... They did it...
0: The first Guardians... Were the first ones to do it. Did it expertly.
1: Yeah. And they still did it very well in this one. I think the problem Something is... Something with the start of this movie just didn't work for me. The,
0: maybe because it was like, you're getting that... Oh, here's this backstory... That we didn't have in the first movie, but we're gonna lay the ground for it right quick here. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, how are you gonna stick that into the previous movie? Yeah. Or maybe there would have been a better way to kind of. Uh, yeah, I mean,
1: I mean it's, it, all, it's, it all ties together.
0: It's film, it's a show, don't tell So you have to kind of. Right. And you gotta get that Dairy Queen thing in there. Gotta show the Dairy Queen, Bob. That's that that pre it paid for that product placement.
1: The, I did enjoy, you know, they went through the, the trouble to age him digitally. But he still sounds... Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Kurt Russell is like a thousand years old at this point, isn't he? Nobody says son of a bitch like Kurt Russell, though. He, 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 does, it. he does it great.
1: Yeah, he does. And he's... He, you know, I enjoy older Kurt Russell quite a bit. I mean, he's always been great. Well,
0: you but... just have... You don't give a fuck.
1: No. Man, yeah, I'm just doing like, my thing, man. It's great. Marvel movie? Sure. Right. Well, um, and the
0: one thing I really did appreciate... Because I know it's this big goddamn like holy shit like final battle it's not the beam shooting into the sky no and i
1: i actually did uh enjoy the villain
0: well because it tied in right it wasn't just like who was the a ronin in the first destroyer was just kind of like okay i mean that's cool that's the guy from pushing daisies but eh
1: right it's not just some generic villain number 33
0: well and it's also it's kurt russell he has charisma pouring out of his body right and nothing against the dude from uh, pushing daisies you know fine that's the character he was asked to portray he is actually pretty charming in pushing daisies but but know, a general i'm revenge. sure he's done other things but revenge as a, a motivator uh, i've seen it i'm bored of it i'm over it let's do something different
1: and this was different. This was actually very interesting. It was, yeah. So I think, you know, if you get people complaining about the Marvel villain thing with this movie, they're just, they want to complain to complain, I think.
0: Well, and you're going to get that. But and I, I do think that you can put him right up there um, with, like, obviously he doesn't have the staying power of Loki. Right. But, I mean, Loki's your your first here when you're talking the Marvel cinematic villains, at least. Right. Because Hiddleston also has charisma oozing out of the pores. Right. So, appreciate that he doesn't mind getting kind of like pigeonholed in the genre movies either. Because <laughs> he was really good in Kong.
1: He was very good in calm. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I. So, something about the start of the movie.
0: See, um, I liked the way that they did like the intro to all the characters. Uh, that
1: was good. I enjoyed I that. Enjoyed that. Um, but you're talking
0: about that first.
1: The very first, first bit. Part. Yeah. I, don't. I also
0: mm. think that because every fucking movie we see now does the Guardians music thing because of the first Guardians, so it there's that oversaturation. Right. And it is just like, oh my fucking god. Like here we here we fucking go again with the licensed goddamn music.
1: And also I, I need to do some digging on this to figure out what the Chicago connection is.
0: Oh, it's um, he James Gunn, a guy who wrote and directed, mm-hmm. was raised in St. Louis. He's from the Midwest, so yeah, he heard it on um, like the AM radio, he reached okay. down that far, so right. that's where he knows Lakeshore Drive from.
1: I was gonna say because it's like no one outside of here knows knows Lakeshore Drive. <laughs>
0: I was very pleased to see it on the uh on the um the soundtrack listing.
1: Well, you know what's kind of funny about it too is I forget, what was that what was the last movie we went to where it was uh licensed music overload?
0: Kong had a fair amount of licensed music.
1: No, it wasn't Kong. There was one in particular where we were actually counting the number of licensed songs. Suicide Squad. Yes.
0: I'm shocked you had to, like, remember that. I blocked it out of my mind. That's just kind of, like, ever uh, constantly present. I was thinking about it today for some reason. Something must have come on the radio, but... Yeah, I was just thinking of that part where they're, like, getting all their gear back on and Without Me is playing. And I don't know why I thought of it, but it made me irrationally angry.
1: Because I remember counting... In the credits, and there were like 21, 22 licensed songs. Well, because that
0: we talked about that in our our cast about that. It was cut up by...
1: And just out of curiosity, I counted tonight, Mm -hmm. and this was 15.
0: It's a lot. It is a lot. It's still a lot,
1: but it's still a lot less than Suicide. I
0: mean, it also doesn't... I don't know. I think they do it a lot better here because... They do. James Gunn has a reason for doing it.
1: Yes, it ties... It ties, in, it ties the universe together.
0: Well, and it's kind of like... Again, it was... What grounded the first movie, and I say this whenever we bring up Guardians, is that soundtrack. Yeah. You've got this weird fucking shit going on. Let's ground it with these awesome fucking tunes, right? And it,
1: and it makes sense. You know, it, it makes... Because it's, you know, his connection with his mother. Right. And, like, there's actual... A story element behind it. It's not just hey, we're in Louisiana, you know what we should be playing? House of the Rising son. <laughs> um, you hear
0: that twang and you're just like, go fuck yourself, DC. <laughs> the other thing that I really do want to applaud Marvel for, because I think they just do it really well, and I, I fear that after seeing Batman v Superman Dot Dawn of Justice and Suicide Squad, DC doesn't know how to do a teen movie. No. Whereas Marvel does the team-ups, or the team dynamic, pretty well, I would argue. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you would agree with that.
1: No, I think they do a good job. And one of the things that I particularly noted with this movie was there was friction. But they didn't say, oh, it's the second act, we have to completely destroy the team. No, they had some friction, they worked through it.
0: Exactly. You
1: know, they there was never a point in the movie where it was like, "Oh no, the teams go different paths." I mean, and...
0: you should never split the party, and they do split the party. They
1: do split the party, but but as but not because they're mad at each other. They split the party for right. functional reasons.
0: Kurt Russell wants you to go somewhere. You go somewhere with Kurt Russell. Yeah.
1: So uh, I did enjoy. Uh, I did enjoy that aspect of the movie. I liked very much and this is jumping ahead a little bit
0: that's okay we jump all over the place with these we don't really do plot synopses aren't really our jam here at uh after the movie we just kind of
1: i love how quickly peter pulls his guns on his dad right it's like how
0: great was that
1: not there's no like
0: no it's like yeah i'm possessed or whatever the fuck was going on nope what my mom what excuse me what right loved that that was great because so often you get the the hemming and the hawing, and I like that they kind of did that before with Gamora being very like, "There's some weird shit going on, something's up here," and you know he just kind of completely dismissed that, like, "No, nah, you know, whatever," and yeah, yeah, that was that was great. I love that.
1: Yeah, that was I, th- and I mean I just love that character, and it's all Chris Pratt. You know he he plays it so well. It's like like grown-up andy
0: i know when he had he was putting the new shirt on i'm like andy motherfucking dwyer man like you just don't drink anymore do you that makes me sad <laughs> but gives gives fat asses around the universe hope it does though he was never a fat ass, but.
1: yeah he's a little chubby that nah. is all. if he was really he wouldn't have made
0: it good for fucking him man though like watching parks you never would have thought that April's fucking douchebag boyfriend, like, would have grown into the most lovable character on that show. And then a big motherfucking movie star. It's crazy. Right? Absolutely crazy, but good for him. No, and yeah, he, he does the characters so well. And all of the, even the um, CG characters, like, when Michael Rooker is in the uh, Yandu. this is his name, I'm just gonna keep calling him Michael Rooker, because whatever. Him and James Gunn are, are like buddies or something. He's like in all of his movies, and he is like, well, this was on a shining pedestal. This entire this movie, is,
1: uh, very close to being the Yandu movie,
0: which I appreciated because it's like, yeah, yeah. Let, let's give uh, let's give Rooker his due. He's well, a great character actor,
1: excellent actor, and the way the whole thing played out was perfect. You know, and they set it up right. No, I
0: have a serious question for you about yes. Did you get Misty?
1: Nah, not once. Not once in the whole thing.
0: Oh, okay. It was a very, it was a lighthearted movie. Uh-huh. Alright. I'm always willing to step out on that ledge and admit when I get Misty.
1: What would you get Misty
0: for? That father and son song Uh, got me a little Misty. The song they played at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and a little bit during the speech. That Peter gives when they uh, are burying him. Or sending him off to be incinerated or whatever. That whole kind of section at the end. And then when the other Ravagers came. and I mean, you knew that was going to happen as soon as they mentioned it. It's like, oh, Michael Rooker's going to die. Can we talk about how Sylvester Stallone is in this movie? (laughs) And doesn't look like a monster.
1: No. And and believe it or not, he can actually speak.
0: You can understand it. Yes. It's... He, he, you know, nice
1: little cameo.
0: I think it'd be really rad, though, if we got a movie, which God only knows we probably will, with all of the older folks that they showed in that uh, credit sequence, one of the credit scenes, mm-hmm. with, like, Michelle... Um, oh, she was in Crouching Tiger. What's her last name? But that little, like, team. Like, give me, like, a 30-minute, like, special with them. That'd be fucking rad as hell. <laughs> I want to say they may have been... And I don't know anything about the Guardians comics, but I feel like I read that they were, those characters were one of the original iterations of the team. Mm-hmm. So take that as you will. No, I think it did a really good job of because it does splits the party, which you should never do. But and it it weaves all of the story threads together very well. Mm-hmm. I thought, and it kept it interesting. Though I will say, at one point during the final battle, I was tempted to look at my phone. So I was like, we're getting a little long here.
1: Yeah, it did. It, it did drag a little bit, but um, I, I mean, overall, it was. What did we say? It was two hours eighteen minutes. Something like that. You know, it could have been a little shorter, but I wasn't uh, at any point really going crazy about it. I think there was like one or two points where I was like, eh, I think what was up?
0: the name of the the golden people?
1: The sovereign.
0: Okay, I, mean, I can't hear that name and not think of Mass Effect, but.
1: I can't hear that name and not think of Venture
0: Brothers. Well, it was so sad when we found out he wasn't really Boeing.
1: Oh. It was
0: really depressing.
1: Why? why? Why'd you do that to us? Why
0: would you do that? I thought they were a little incidental and pointless.
1: They were. And what I think is what's funny about that uh, is it kind of played correctly. Cause they they think they're all high and mighty and so important. I mean, I guess that's fair. And right. the movie is and just, just kind of like, like you're yeah, annoying, okay.
0: right? You're gnats that come up and right. I did like their use of like the eighties like pew 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 noises though when they were when they were fighting. I enjoyed that. And it, it seemed like us again. There were like fifteen thousand mid credit sequences in this in this movie. The end of this movie. I think that they'll probably play in with the future. Well, would if, be my guess if
1: we're. We're going to talk about the, the, uh, the end end of the credit sequences there, you know, they had the one with the sovereign Mm -hmm. that, you know, they're clearly setting up something. I don't know. The guardians comics, like you said, Adam is probably something. Um, And I'm sure half the people
0: in that audience aren't guardians readers. So there's like one dude that's like, (gasps) Adam. I get that reference.
1: Uh, what I was a little disappointed by is that there was nothing that was tying it to the other parts of the uh, parts of the Marvel universe.
0: There's stuff. I mean, they talk about the Infinity Stones.
1: They did. I would have really liked something though, no, at the end, where you get, you know, Nick Fury or
0: get Nick Fury in space. No, that's but, where he went. <laughs> but
1: someone who goes to that blob. And it's like where did
0: this like, come from like what the from? fuck is this right
1: so because the way because we know that the guardians are supposed to be in infinity war yes uh and it makes sense yes but that's what in a year or two
0: i think infinity war is next year
1: so we really you know you have an event but I, I was kind of like, I was really looking to see something that was going to say,
0: well, also here's th- the
1: connection think to the universe. you can,
0: just because of who Gamora and uh, it's Nebula, right? Yeah. You'll mm-hmm. have the Thanos connection. You have the Thanos connection there. And they kind of set uh, Nebula off at the end. It's like, no, I'm, I'm killing fucking Thanos. Like, this is a thing that's going to happen. So that's kind of your tie-in to the greater overarching narrative that we're building up to. Mm -hmm. The prelude to Infinity War or whatever the fuck. That movie's going to be like five hours long, isn't it? How could it not be? Because it's not Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2 anymore. No. It's Infinity War and then another Avengers movie. Right. So that'll be interesting to see how that all plays out.
1: Yeah, I'm just kind of like at this point, I I want to see it Come together.
0: Well, and we still have we've got before we get to Infinity War we have uh, Thor later this year. We do. We have Spider-Man later this year. Yeah. And I want to say we have Black Panther in either February or March of next year. Okay. And then we get into it.
1: Right. So, so I mean,
0: you hope Black Panther is its own story mm-hmm. because the character definitely deserves it. But I I worry that that might get a little bogged down in the continuity of it all, but we'll have to see.
1: Yeah. I think, and I think this is a good spot to jump into, um, just the oversaturation of superhero movies in general. I mean, we're at a point where just Marvel movies, we're getting three of them a year. And Well
0: and the one thing though with the Marvel movies that doesn't really I haven't gotten to the point where I'm like, Oh Jesus fucking Christ. like I joke but Marvel movies coming out, I'm gonna see the Marvel movie. Right. Because they manage to make it different and interesting.
1: hmm
0: So I think they've found a good way to be like, Yeah, these are all superhero movies, but we just saw it was kinda had that space opera-ness to it. Right. The Captain America movies are like spy thrillers. It's after the first one. It, it, they really like uh, it fucking Ant-Man was like a heist movie. I mm-hmm. like Ant-Man a lot more than I thought I would ever like Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. It, um, yeah, they found a way. It's that freedom within a framework that they, they do well. Whereas DC is just kind of like, we're just going to be dark and dour and not have any fun.
1: And we're gonna show the Lego Batman trailer before.
0: Dude, that that shit is <laughs> fucking hysterical. <laughs> like, well, I like, want to watch that movie. Like, why would you do that ever? What's the thought process here, you fools? <laughs> um, I really, uh, getting back to the the movie, I really enjoyed. Um, they didn't make room in the movie for Nebula. Yes, and how she wasn't just—they got her at the beginning. And then, like, because I thought, okay, she's just going to be in here for, like, five seconds, but she is, like, a proper character throughout it. And you see her and Gamora's relationship kind of come to a head, and you get this kind of grudging acceptance and, you know, acknowledgement of what happened to them and reconciliation between the characters. Mm Mm-hmm. Anytime you give a woman more to do in the movie than be the fucking love interest, Eric is pleased, so. Right. And I was a little disappointed they're going that way with uh, uh, Star Lord and Gamora, but I mean it's it's that it's it kind of it going to happen either way, so. And it
1: doesn't bother me that much because Gamora is still a perfectly strong character, so. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Rocket was good.
0: Well, you get those good moments with Rocket where it's. Uh... It's like, yeah, he's he really kind of deconstruct why the character is the way the character is. Right. And I like that they teamed him with uh, uh, Yandu for the movie because they are very similar and, uh, in personality and why they are that way. And it really, yeah, they played off each other well. They did. That sequence when they're in the, the, the jail and they're trying to tell baby Groot what to go and get for them. It's kind of, it's glorious. Like, I can understand how some people, like, really, like, okay, with the babiness of it all, like, this is fucking stupid, but I appreciated it. It,
1: it, it got a, a lot of laughs throughout it. Uh, it, it speaking of, his uh, whistle arrow may be the coolest weapon.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, it's awesome. have ever seen. Yeah. That whole sequence where they get out and then they take the ship back mm-hmm. is glorious. It is. It's really cool. Very well filmed. And I appreciate that it's like, yeah, we're maybe the heroes of this movie, but we're like killing a fuck ton of people. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's just what we do. Or that whole sequence where uh, Rockets got the, uh, the forest all like booby trapped. Oh, that was great. That was good. Um, just really clever and interesting fight scenes in the movie. Yeah. Or even like the little shit. Like when uh nebula is like in the ship and she's shooting at gamora and then she crashes and one of the like massive guns falls off the ship gamora picks up the fucking gun and just starts like black like that kind of shit is like yeah that's dumb and comic booky it should be in my dumb comic book movie yeah
1: i i thought when when i saw that i thought of a game that i played a long time ago called uh, armed and dangerous which you know, just a big, stupid just big Just
0: a big, stupid fucking gun. I'm gonna shoot you in the fucking face with it. It's, it's more than anything, they're fun movies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what's this nuts? Uh, Batista is just, like, a fucking joy in these goddamn movies. Like, I, I said it before, because it was... Uh, WrestleMania 30 was the same year that that first Guardians came out, and he we went to... Mania, he was mm-hmm. in the main offensive of Mania. Shouldn't have been, because he was gassed out of his mind like two minutes in. And it was just like, oh, that fucking asshole, I can't. And then we saw Guardians, I was like, okay, we're cool. Everything's <laughs> fine, Batista, you're so charming. And yeah, he's he's great in every scene he's in.
1: He is. I, did, I liked him in uh, Spectre.
0: Yeah, Spectre was a little weak, but he, he was fun in Spectre. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he's not dead
1: need more batista.
0: We do need more batista, I think. More batista.
1: Although you could certainly just live off of marvel checks.
0: Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Definitely. I'm trying to think what else was really kind of like stood out and I really enjoyed. The final battle I thought was really well done. A little long, but I liked that it was different. And they really kind of went You
1: did. You did have your uh... Your hero 360 shot.
0: Oh, because you need that. (laughs) And then what's-her-nuts got hit in the face with a meteor, so he kind of subverted the, the, like, epic, epic in quotation marks-ness of it. Because that word is horrifically overused. I liked her, too. What was her name? Mantis? Mantis. Yeah, she was enjoyable. It was nice to have a character who is uh, kind of similar to Drax in that way. Right. Very literal, very like, so that was interesting for him to play off of.
1: Yeah, and uh, I like the the concept of you know, someone who's who manipulates emotions, who's not necessarily telepathic, and that it actually takes me back to um, the mule from the Foundation series.
0: So I know you. Series. I know you
1: don't know anything about. But if anyone, I don't know anything
0: about that. I, I have gotten little scraps of information here and there from you. No, the new members of the team really kind of blended in well. I mean, Yandu was in the first movie, obviously, and I really, I, I really like that they let him really shine. Mm-hmm. It really felt almost like I'm trying to think of another uh, Hellboy. That first Hellboy movie is great movie. Enjoy the hell out of it. But it was almost like a proof of concept, because they had that intro character, the fucking generic white guy who's not in the comics at all, who is kind of your intro character, leads you through the story, you mm. kind of follow him. And then in that second movie, they saw that, okay, this is something that can actually like make some money. Go ahead, Guillermo del Toro, you do you. And the second movie is like exponentially better. Yes, uh, Hellboy two is. I love Hellboy two. An excellent movie. Great fucking movie. Goddamn shame we're not going to get a third one. Yeah. No, I don't think this is exponentially better than the first one.
1: No, not not at all. Because
0: I also think that first one, it's. There's always going to be a special place in my heart for that first one. One, because of the use of music was so good. Mm -hmm. And two, because it was Marvel kind of stepping back and being like, let's get a little froggy. Let's get a little crazy here. And let's let's do a deep cut and see how we can do with that. What I appreciate is that they haven't sanitized it and watered it down. It's still bonkers, crazy, fucking sci-fi epic thing. Mm-hmm. I really like all of the different kind of, like, uh, species of characters that you get. Very kind of diverse in that way. Yeah, I just, I, 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 I dig the hell out of that.
1: Yeah, it's we have an addition to the recording.
0: Bob the dog has made an appearance after destroying the house upstairs because we're not paying attention to him. We've also taken away all of his rawhide bones because he makes a lot of noise when he's chewing on those. Oh, I like that we got the Cosmo, the dog. Little cameo during the credits there, and we got another Howard the Duck cameo. <laughs>
1: we did have Howard the Duck again,
0: which I I appreciated. I like that this is kind of like this is where all the. And, and, though I do think in Thor we're gonna get a little bit of this. Uh, uh, in the next movie, the sci-fi crazy weirdness because it's like we don't, we don't get enough of that.
1: No, you don't. I it's been um, I don't know, if like. Hollywood just thought it was, like, too far out, or what, or if there was a particular movie that didn't do so high. Well, the
0: unfortunate thing is, stuff has to be so watered down and generic, at least in their eyes, to make any money, so that when something like Guardians comes along and is different and does make a fuck ton of money, then we get, like, a lot of that. But I don't think we've gotten a lot of sci-fi movies in the time since Guardians. No. that kind of sci-fi movie. We've seen the, the change with the music. Yes. Which we've noted many, 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 many times. Yes. Um, but I'm really looking forward to that... What is Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets or something, something like that? Like
1: something like that, I that.
0: think yeah. that looks awesome. It's based on a graphic novel. Like mm-hmm. a French graphic novel, I want to say. But i like massively looking forward to that.
1: Well, I think, I think these movies can be really hard to do because... Uh, you you either have you, you often go one way or the other like either it gets too watered down or it goes way off the rails. See, Jupiter ascending.
0: There's a good movie in
1: Jupiter. And there is a great movie. Well, no, in there. it's not a
0: good movie. It's a good trilogy of movies. Yes, where it's not all. Let's explain because like, there's so much exposition in that shit and yelling and then talking really soft. I'm not gonna do it here because I don't want to blow their ears out. Um, I'm, I'm trying really hard not to do it though, because I really want to. <laughs> um, that you get so bogged down in the explanation of the world. Right. You need it. You need it to be not simple, but I mean, simple is probably not the right word, but straightforward enough. Like Star Wars, the first Star Wars movie establishes what it needs to establish early on in that. Mm-hmm. And okay, we we need we got what we need. Everybody know what's going on. Let's go. We're off to the races.
1: Well, if he. And the thing about Star Wars, if you go back to the the Red Letter Media Rogue One discussion, and.
0: After all the shouting? (laughs) After all the shouting. Uh, That's the greatest opening of a video ever.
1: um, You know, Rich Evans has a very good point where he says, you know, Star Wars is actually a very small universe.
0: Well, I think the issue with Star Wars is people want what they got in that original trilogy and they don't want anything else so any sort of change or difference people like well that doesn't feel like star wars
1: but i think i think part of that though is just that when you as you start with these big sci-fi universes i mean you can do anything it's science fiction You you can literally you can say physics doesn't work for some reason, but
0: you need to be playing down to the lowest common denominator in your audience.
1: It's not even that. I mean, that that certainly plays a part in it, but it's also it, once you have, once you create this giant universe and it's got all these rules and all these details. Well, you how need, do you address it? You need and to that was your the rules. problem with Jupiter Ascending. Right. Is they had to explain so much to our exposition because they've created all these constraints a very very
0: deep world that in doing so kind of shot them in the foot
1: right it's one of those things that you know you're completely right like it should have been i think it was intended to be a trilogy but even still like you need to spread oh jupiter
0: ascending oh that shit was clearly intended to be a trilogy
1: but you know it's like you gotta kind of spread it out you gotta pick and choose what's Important to explain, or just
0: do like you did with the Matrix and do your self-contained movie, <laughs> and then make the shitty sequels.
1: But if you want to build a world like, like if you're going for world building and lots of detail, write a book,
0: or do a, a series because you you can't get it in a two-hour movie. Well, what you have to do, I think the secret sequ- the secret to doing it in a movie is just doing it through visual cues, right. And I think Guardians does that well, because mm-hmm. not only do you have, you know, you've got Peter, who's from Earth, and a god, small g. Um, you've got Rocket. You've got a fucking talking raccoon who doesn't know what a raccoon is. You've got this tree dude. You've got this green-skinned lady. And then you've got um, you've got Yandu and the Ravagers. And they're not explaining. They didn't even explain in this movie what the Ravagers were. No. Just no. These are these people. This is them. They exist and there's, you tell it through the, the visual cues and the costuming and the the sets and all of that. You don't have to sit everybody down and lay out, okay, this is what we're working with. No, just we can pick up on it through the language of cinema.
1: Right.
0: And I think these movies do that very well. They do. Though I think in this movie with Ego, the the living planet, they kind of
1: there was, had, you had to lead by
0: the nose a little bit. Right. Which I mean, fine. When you start dealing with like the Celestials and like the actual like God beings of the Marvel universe, I can understand why you need to think, okay. Let's stop the movie dead and let me walk you walk you through this. Take give me, give me your hand, and let's go.
1: But now, like you know, it was a it was an interesting concept for a villain where you know this is a being that's been around for millions of years, and who has struggled with the concept of purpose. And
0: and who among us can't empathize with that?
1: Right. And I thought I'm being sarcastic. No, I know. Yeah. It's a very
0: human motivation.
1: Right. And it's like, you know, and he's thinking on the scale of millions of years and
0: well, and that's that's what makes a great villain, right? I understand where he's coming from. Right. I get it. You know, he's this, again, again, I mean, we've spoiled the fuck out of like everything, but uh, he is the reason Peter's mom died because he was like, I couldn't stand going back. So I put a tumor in her brain and then, yeah, that's when Philip's like, huh, nope. Now I'm going to shoot the fuck out of you. How's that feel? How's that? Good. Mm." But to him, it makes sense, right? Because it's just, "Eh, whatever. In the grand screen, in my grand scheme, she's literally like a blip, like a second, so. Right. Yeah, that was awesome. And the the fact that he felt, like, love for her, um, because I think he did genuinely feel that for her, that's at least came across that way, was terrifying in a way for somebody who's going to live a jillion years. Right. And have to lose her. So it's just like, let me just deal with this so I don't have to. Feel that going forward, and that's great. That's like prime villainy shit. Right, I love that.
1: No, it was excellent. Also, Peter's guns totally look like those pistols from Halo. Halo. Yes,
0: they do. <laughs> Indeed, they do. <laughs> well, we're of the age now where our stuff. I mean, every the people that are working on these movies, they're. A, chunk of them that are our age. Right. That came up with all that shit. So you're going to see, like, oh, okay, so that's from that, and that's from that, and this is from this. Well, and gonna... then Pac-Man's there, and it's... That was amazing. That was pretty great.
1: Well, <laughs> uh, I, uh... I did notice... Um, I need to look into the guy who did the, like, five minutes of actual score in this movie.
0: <laughs> There's some incidental me- background music. There is.
1: There in when the guy is coming down to the surface, uh, from orbit to go rescue them. There's a piece of music that plays. Oh,
0: so um, what's the this? other Ravager? Uh, Yondu's like second in command. Yeah,
1: when he's bringing the ship down. Oh, we
0: were airlocking people in this movie too, and I was just like, oh, where is Laura Rosalind? She's smiling somewhere. <laughs> Taser face.
1: <laughs> well, and how like they did. I'm going to come back to this point because I don't want to forget this one.
0: Oh, no, go ahead. Finish. Yeah.
1: Is, uh, when he's coming down to the surface, there's a bit of score that plays. And if you listen closely, there is uh, a couple of lines of Nightmare Before Christmas in it. Yes. Believe me, it's there. When we eventually buy this movie.
0: (laughs) You're going to have to, yeah, because I feel like that's the kind of thing I would notice. I... I had a thing for movie music. What was it? Where- Bob, can I... I don't mean to stop this dead yeah. here. I have seen The Nightmare Before Christmas yeah. probably 5,000 times. Yes. And that's not hyperbole. <laughs> that I I had that movie memorized at one point. <laughs> I really feel like I... We'll,
1: we'll, we'll listen to it. Okay. Anyway. Because remember it was like i I, I caught uh the, the Bad Max music in Moana that one was pretty easy because it's the drums but no this it was really subtle
0: and to be fair, I think every movie that has come out since Fury Road has, put, has snuck those drums yeah. in somewhere,
1: but no I'm telling you there's a, there's a couple bars of Nightmare before Christmas in there, and it is uh really interest, really interesting so um I don't know if I buy that, but but anyway, what was your other point? Uh, we we are going. I'm going to make a note of this. I Maybe
0: mean, we could just go watch it again. I mean, I wouldn't mind going again.
1: <laughs> we've got way too many other things to go see. This is true.
0: Uh, oh, we had an Alien Covenant trailer. That was oh, we forgot
1: Alien we Covenant.
0: Yeah, but we've talked about that. We before. we
1: have. No. Oh, so go. coming back to? Uh, they did a really good job in this movie of making you care about the characters. You know when that guy comes back and he's like, "I, I didn't mean to start a mutiny," like you feel, oh, excuse me. Well, because
0: they did a really good job with him when the like they were when they were air people. He's kind of he's there, but he's, you know, it's a credit to the actor because he's you know got the kind of yeah yeah this isn't like really what I kind of signed up for, you know. Right. Um. Like, I don't want to spoil that. That's a good one part of the movie I don't want to spoil for people because it's delightful. But, um, yeah.
1: And you got that guy, um, who's got the Glasgow smile was one of them.
0: Oh, you mean the actor? Yeah. Oh, what's his nuts?
1: Yeah, I can't remember his name.
0: He's in, like, all that shit. Sin City is the only movie that's coming to me. He was one of the, uh, yeah. No, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah so you know they did they did a good they did a good job making care about the characters and you you know you already enjoyed them from the first movie you're carrying them over. Uh, well you're
0: learning more about them you're right 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 so advancing the relationships mm. both friendly family and otherwise. and I do like that the core concept is that this like group of misfits is a family and they do actually give a shit about each other and right you know it's yeah it's a good movie.
1: Good movie. Go see it. Go
0: see it, definitely.
1: According to the numbers, though, you probably already have seen it. <laughs> A couple times. <laughs>
0: Fuck. I, I, they're never going to stop making them. You'll never stop the Simpsons. Have no fears. We've got stories for years. <laughs> I, I think it it is going to be interesting,
1: though, because I think once the main, uh, the the original Cork group, Starts dropping off. You're going to run into a lot of problems. Uh, I
0: think if you set it up properly. You'll be okay.
1: I think you'll be okay. It is eventually going to get to a point. No though, you're going to. The will, bubble will burst. There
0: will be a bursting of the bubble.
1: Yes. Because. Uh, you, I'm already at a point. With. The Marvel Universe in general. Where it's just like. You know I can't keep up with. You know I, I'm. Purely dedicated to the movies. Right. Like, I I, I do not have time to watch seven different shows, and that might not even be hyperbole at this point. Well, there's four Netflix shows.
0: And there's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Currently. Oh, and there's another one, because you got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Humans is coming. There's another one that's going on the CW or something? Cloak and Dagger? I don't know. But then you got Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, I will say one thing though, defenders. at
0: least the, um, oh yeah, I forgot about The Defenders. I have no interest in watching Iron Fist, I heard it was kind of garbage. I do want to watch Luke Cage and I do need to watch season two of Daredevil. But there's so much. That's the thing. Like, there's a lot. There's, it's, there's a it, lot. You can't keep up on it. No.
1: And, you know, it's, it's annoying because you feel like if you don't keep up on it, That when you're watching, you know, a movie or you're watching... There's
0: always the potential that there will be something that will go over your head. I do think that they keep the, um, uh, the TV and the movie separate.
1: They do. Which is probably smart, but is weird.
0: The fact that... It may as well just be in different universes. Because the fact that, like, the Avengers haven't been like, wait, Coulson is still alive drives me a little crazy yeah
1: no, it's a little weird very annoying but um but yeah i mean at this point i just i'm nearly up to date on agents shield to be fair this has been a good season yeah this has been a lot better than i mean you, you just
0: kind of flipped it on one day and i happened to stumble into the room and was like oh yeah sure when i haven't watched right. this in like three years but right. sure why not i found it you know interesting enough to sit and watch You know, I don't know that I will go back and finish this season because they were doing like the what if stuff, right? Which I thought was kind of interesting, but again. I've heard it's hard to watch. Who's got the time? Hard to watch how?
1: Because you've got all these characters that you have learned to love over seasons now doing horrible things. See, that sounds delightful
0: to me. (laughs) Oh, did you like how Kurt Russell pulled the lapis lazuli in this movie? wait to see if he gets the reference i don't want your garbage bob <laughs> we just had a Stephen bob we did Tom the mind grapes <laughs> always oh and kevin owens that's our, our requisite wrestling mention for the podcast as oh, we over.
1: <laughs> oh we haven't talked wrestling today
0: we gotta cover it. You, you gotta get no we uh, did
1: we did mention wrestlemania 30 we did
0: Snuck it in there. Uh, <laughs> we got to mention Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice. Which Half. we kind of did. We did. We talked about it because we talk about it every time we podcast. Uh, you got to throw in Steven Universe and you got to throw in wrestling. Those are the keys. For we, us. We've covered it today. The three keys to success. So,
1: what do we have uh, coming up in the near future for our listeners?
0: Um, I think the next movie we'll end up doing because I don't know that we have anything going on next weekend. At least, I don't think. Nothing that I felt worthy to put on our uh, our scheduling calendar. We have um, uh, Alien Covenant comes out in two weeks. What's the Friday? Uh, what's it like the twentieth or something? Like that? The nineteenth, some shit like that.
1: I feel like we have to go see it. I don't. I don't necessarily want to go I see it. I don't
0: think there's a universe in which we don't go see that movie. Cause again, I think it looks kind of stupid. And I'm kind of done with the Alien movies after Prometheus. But it's an Alien movie. And really Scott's directing it. So...
1: And you got James Franco.
0: They've had him in like a
1: trailer. He's totally dead.
0: Oh, he's hella dead.
1: Doesn't come out of cryo. Oh,
0: what's his face? Uh, Danny McBride. Every time they show him, I'm like you doing did you get lost like you just st- i mean cool that's pretty cool i think interesting casting but yeah i just i yeah prometheus did nothing for me
1: i remember like
0: halfway through that movie turned to you and being like this is, this is bad right i got that alone in thinking this is bad no it was but um no i think there's uh plenty to discuss in regards to that movie and, um, I mean, I don't want to make any promises, but maybe we can talk about a bonus episode. Rew- I mean, uh, put on Alien, and we're going to end up watching Aliens. But mm-hmm. just doing kind of a, a roundup of those movies. Though, it's, I mean, if you've seen Alien and Aliens, they're exemplary examples of their fucking genre. And if you haven't seen them, <laughs> Aaron, go watch the fucking movies.
1: Well, what what bothers me about this trailer and it bothered me about Prometheus. Going back
0: to the trailer park.
1: We are. Because we forgot about it. Is that I would like to see them take a go a different route with an alien movie at this point. You know it's just alien and aliens. You know and it's hard to compa- it's hard to make a sequel to those two movies because they were so perfect. Mm-hmm. And they all each of them defined their genre perfectly. But, you know... Okay.
0: It was really the only way to make a sequel to Alien. Right. You had to take it in a different way.
1: And here, like, you've got a situation where... Okay, you're just gonna throw a, a lone crew at the aliens again. It's well, the same movie! Just go watch
0: Alien! Well, that's why I-, I have a problem with some of these, like, sequels and shit. Even And we talked about Life and that Life trailer being very, like... <sighs> but then I read about the ending of it, and I was like, oh, okay, that's... I don't know if that would make up for a whole movie being really, really derivative, but... But yeah, it's it's just kind of like, why would I go watch this, and... I mean, I guess that kind of argument goes back to why do you do anything then, because it's always a risk, it might be a huge waste of your time. But yeah, I, I don't know, I... yeah... Because you're never going to be able to recreate the magic of those first two movies. and But, but who knows? Could be wrong. It could be. It'd be yeah. really nice to be wrong.
1: It would be. and I think, because I do love that universe, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff you can do with it but you can't just keep doing the same thing over and over again. Or punt.
0: Like, you know, oh, you wanted answers? Nah, we're not doing that this movie. Which is what Prometheus did. right? Punted. Right.
1: Well, and I also don't and this is a problem I had with Rogue One. I don't like a movie that exists to answer questions.
0: I just like the things I like. Right. Thank you, Pat.
1: Thank you, Pat. So No,
0: yeah, uh, it's yeah.
1: But uh no, we'll, we'll go see it. Maybe yeah, maybe we will do. We might maybe we could do a pre before we go just talking about alien and aliens and then, you know, do our after well, because let, let's
0: be real when we do go and actually see the movie, we're gonna be like, Well, that was trash, let's talk about Alien and Aliens <laughs> for five hours, right? But, um, no, I think we will end up going to see that. We've been trying to get to the big kind of genre movies. Um, Baywatch that's what first week of June, end of May. End of May,
1: I think I'll probably
0: is it Memorial think, Day weekend? I
1: think it's it might be, I, I want to say May 25th. It's going to be so bad. But you can take the rock and anything. And we'll... I'll go see We'll it. go
0: see the movie. That's where we're at with the rock at this point.
1: <laughs> I want to see this Jungle Cruise movie. I wish I
0: was on that boat. I know, right? It's like, why can't anything cool like that ever happen to me? The only thing, like, remotely like that... It was in a... Uh, borders. It, like... Long-ass time ago. And Goldberg had, like, a book signing there. And I happened to be standing, like, in the magazine section right next to the door where they brought Goldberg out of. you look over and you're like, Oh, it's Goldberg. Okay. Back to perusing my magazines. Because I'm not buying his book to have him sign it. But we've gotten wildly off track. Yes. So um uh, I think we would both say go go check this movie out and yep. I think they're the Guardians movies are fun on the big screen. Most Marvel movies I think you should see if you can on the big screen. They're usually, you know, the CGI uh, feasts for the eyes. Yeah, solid flick. Enjoyable night at the movies.
1: Yep. Uh if uh the good people of the interwebs want to hear from you, where should they go?
0: I mean, if you're into ranting and raving, about how this country is slowly circling the the toilet bowl. You can follow me at Lady Near the Lake on Twitter. I don't know why anyone follows me anymore. Like, legitimately, it's just me like shouting at the fucking wall <laughs> and the occasional like, "Ah, Steven Universe is on. Fuck the world. I'm gonna go watch that." Um. But yeah, you can find me there. Uh, Bob, where can they find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at the New Time Lord. Um, and if you have uh, any comments for us or would like to send any interesting tidbits to us, you can get us at AfterTheMovie at...
0: Oh, we, we have an email address now. We do now. have an email. Holy it's shit!
1: After the movie at <laughs> TeamPumaKnife.com. I almost said the other domain that I used to own. <laughs> it would have just confused everything. I would, everyone would have been so been like tiger blade wolf gone? What? what the
0: fuck is that why is it so long um
1: <laughs> but yes after the movie at team and and
0: i believe we have all of our old after the movie episodes that were under the beyond the red waste banner will now be under right after the movie yes they're all
1: on the, yeah they are all on the same feed
0: so we have split the podcasts
1: With this episode, everything which it'll be, there will be the two separate feeds, all things in their rightful place. Everything should be worked out well now. We're hoping, in theory. So, uh, but as always,
0: thank you very much for listening, and we will see you in a couple weeks for Alien Covenant. Have a lovely evening.
1: Bye.